hey, it's good seeing you guys, man. And I was out last week, if you were here, Chris Bumbleo uh, from Tennessee, a uh, friend of mine, pastor, was here. He did an awesome job, didn't he? Man, I was awesome last week. Uh, took, took part two of our series, um, and uh, I, I was listening to the sermon last week, uh, this week on, on the podcast, and I love how he introduced his wife. He said, he said, this little short brown woman in the front. That was amazing. So, uh, so there we go. Because at that point, I was like, oh, wow, that's something that visually the podcast can't give me to see the little brown woman in the front. Um, so, uh, hey, before I pray, I've, I've got three things that I, gotta, that I need to do really quick. First thing in two weeks, November the 5th, two weeks, we're going to make a shift in our, in our service uh, format. We're going to move the offering to the last thing, all right? So we're going to move the offering. You're going to see uh, some changes coming up in the way we do Sunday morning. But in two weeks, we're going to do the offering at the end. So there's you a two-week heads up. Right there. This Wednesday at 6 is Lightning and Flight for kids. And, uh, and also, hey, if you're not in a life group, man, tonight at 6.15, my life group meets right here. Love for you to check it out. All right? So I'm going to pray. And um, I say while Morgan was singing, uh, today we're closing out our Hope Series. And, and I want to pray. But let me ask you this. Um, I want to give you some time to, to talk to God and to get your heart ready for what God might want to do here in these next few moments. And so here's the way that I would want to tee it off is I want you to, to talk to God. Just, man, where do you need God to speak into your life today? Where do you need God to move? Like, what, what, what is that area in your life right now where you just need God to, to do something, to show up? What is that area in your life? And I'm going to give you about 10 seconds of silence here where you can just ask God to speak or just to move right in that area before we finish up our series called Hope this morning. And so I'm just going to give you about 10 seconds of silence, and you're asking God, God, speak into this in my life. Let's pray. God, there isn't anybody in this room that didn't have something to say right there. There isn't anybody in this room that didn't have uh, something in their life that they just thought of where they would love to see you speak into, where they would love to see you do something. God, there are people in the room, they might not even believe in you or they're not even a Christian, but there's something. There's something in their life, God, where, where they just need something to break through. And so maybe they came today looking for that. And God, I pray that right now you would just break through in these moments that we have together. God, bless the preaching of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, I don't know about you, but I hate, uh, I hate being put on hold. Anybody else hate being put on hold? Like, like I, I hate being put, I hate when I call places, business or whatever. I hate when I call places and you want to talk to somebody and, and, and somebody answers the phone and then you hear the voice of Satan tell you, we're sorry, but all of our representatives are currently helping other customers, right? Like, and and then, they, they, then they begin to play Kenny G, which is exactly what they do in hell, right? And you're just there, you're just in, you're just, in whatever that is, purgatory, for as long as you're willing to hold it out. And I'm not willing to stay on hold for very long. Uh, but I read an article a couple of weeks ago about a guy in Australia. His name is Andrew Cohen. Andrew Cohen had a flight from Australia where he lives to New York City. He wanted to call his airline and confirm that flight, and they put him on hold. And, uh, and, and, and listen to this. This is apparently a true story. Andrew Cohen is put on hold. He wants to confirm this flight. And when it gets to the third hour of him being on hold, 
Okay, he's on hold for three hours, which that detail alone tells me this guy doesn't have a lot of deadlines. He doesn't have a lot of things going on in his life for him to just sit there. But Andrew Cohen says this at hour three, literally at hour three of him being on hold with this airline, he says this to himself, I'm going to wait this out. And, and, and no kidding, if you Google, I don't know how you measure this, but if you Google longest person ever on hold, Andrew Cohen pops up, and I don't know how they measure it again, but Andrew Cohen was on hold with that airline for 15 hours, 40 minutes, and one second. Right? I would not have lasted five minutes. I won't. I mean, if you put me on hold, I just begin to ask myself one question. How long am I hanging on? Right? How long am I hanging on? It's like I'm daring myself just to hang up right now. Just do it. Right? How long am I going to hang on? And hey, you know what? Maybe that's the question you're asking about your life right now. You're in a situation in your life, something's broke, something's gone, something has happened, and that's the question that you're asking right now. How much longer can I hang on? How much longer can I hang on to my faith? How much longer can I hang on in this marriage? How much longer can I just hang on? Because you're thinking about hanging up. Hanging up on God, hanging up on life, hanging up on hold, and you're asking yourself this morning, how much longer can I hold on? And so that's actually the sermon title this morning, just this idea that hope hangs on. As we're wrapping up our series, Hope, I want to talk to us this morning about that idea that hope hangs on. And here's how hope hangs on. I want to just unpack One big idea this morning. I don't know what your situation in life is. I don't know where you and your family are this morning. But I know there are some people in the room right now and you are going through some stuff. you're, You're at that place in life where you are asking, how much longer can I, we, hang on? And I just want to unpack for you one idea this morning as we think about this idea that hope hangs on, and here it is if you want to write notes. It'll be on your screen if you're taking notes on our app. However, you're keeping track of this this morning. I want to talk to us about this idea that revelation is greater than perception. Revelation is greater than perception. And when I say revelation, I mean God's revelation. So I, I know this unpacks a lot of worms, but, but, but when I say revelation, I mean this is revelation from God. All right? So I don't know what you think about the Bible, but, but, but I believe, our church believes, I'm leading a whole life group about this on, at 6.15 on Sunday nights, that this is revelation from God. And revelation from, from God, what God says, who God is, is greater than perception. It's greater than how I feel. It's greater than what I see. It's greater than the bills that are stacking up. It's greater than the diagnosis. Amen? Revelation is greater than Perception. So if you've got a Bible, I want you to go ahead and turn it on on your phone or open it up to Psalm 93. The book of Psalms 93 is where we're going to be at this morning. And I, and I love Psalm 93, man. This is, God's used these verses in my life in so many different ways. And, and we're going to read through this in just a second. But I want to begin in verse 3. Look at verse 3. It's going to be on the screen. Psalm 93, verse 3, it says this. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their roaring. See, this is David talking, and David says, Listen, God, the floods are lifting up their voice in my life. 
Hey, I don't know where you're at with God. I don't know what you think about the Bible, but maybe you're one of those people and you, maybe you've heard somebody say this before. The Bible doesn't have anything relevant for me. Anybody heard that before? Bible's not relevant for my life. Bible's written thousands of years ago, been changed so many times. Bible isn't relevant for my life at all. Listen, there is nothing more relevant than the verse we just read. Because the verse we just read says this. This is David, and David says, God, I feel like I am going through something where I might drown. You ever been there? God, I, God I, the, the water is rising. I can barely breathe. I don't know if I can swim. God, I feel like I'm going to drown in life. Maybe that's where you're at right now. And listen, if you're not there right now, you need to hang on to this message today because at some point in your life, you are going to be there. You're going to feel like the water of life is rising and you might drown. And what happens when we might, what happens when we feel that way, when we get to that place in our life where we feel like life is just going to take us out, we're consumed with it, is so many people ask, where's God? Where's God? Well, while I'm here going through this, somebody tell me where God is. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to give us Three things. David shows us three things that while we're here, while we're here, what God is doing. I want us to see three things that God is doing while you and I are here, while you're in your mess, while you're in your confusion, while you're in your pain and brokenness. What God is doing while you and I are here. What God is doing right now in this room. And the first thing we need to see this morning is that while I'm here, God is reigning. While I'm here, God is reigning. Look at Psalm 93, verse 1. David says this, the Lord reigns. Can we all just say that together? Some of you guys look tired. Can we all just say, the Lord reigns? Let's all say it on three. One, two, three. The Lord reigns. Let's do it one more time. The Lord reigns. The Lord reigns, David says. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He's put on strength. As his belt, yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. While I'm here, God is reigning. When I hear that word reigning, R-E-I-G-N, reigning, when I hear the word reign, I think about Sunday afternoons, growing up, all of my family, we would go, all of my family, we'd go to my dad's side of the family, we'd go to my grandparents' house, and we'd have lunch, and then we'd go to my cousin Stephen's house, who lived right next door to my grandparents, Stephen Bell, youth pastor at Hyman, he's been here a bunch of times to preach for me. We'd go to his house, and Stephen would videotape WWF all that week for us on Sunday. Now, see, some of y'all don't know what videotapes are. Some of you don't. Listen, some of you, that, listen, for a long time, you couldn't DVR anything. Do you, amen? Remember, that, those were the times to be alive. The time to be alive was when you had to get a, a degree in rocket science just to program your VCR to tape anything. Amen? Those were the days, people. All right? But he would videotape WWF all week long. We would watch it on Sunday afternoons, and then we would pick the wrestler we want to be, and we would beat the living tar out of each other for two hours. It was awesome. Great time to be alive. Great time to be alive. But here's what would happen. We would argue about who got to be who because we would always want to be the reigning world champion. And the reigning world, like, like every single week, there was a different world champion. So we were always arguing about who got to be, at the time, the reigning world champion. So we were arguing about who got to be the ultimate warrior. Somebody should have amen. Somebody should have amen. Right there. You missed your point. You missed it. 
You missed it. We were arguing about who got to be Sergeant Slaughter. Boom. Right? Anybody? No? Man, y'all need to get spiritual. Come on. Right? Acting all holy. We've never do that. We, we, just, we just read the Bible, Brother Mark. Liars. I follow some of y'all on Facebook. I've been praying for you. Come on. Right? But every week there'd be a new reigning world champion. That happens. That happens in sports. That happens in politics. Next year we're going to vote for a new president. That Those things change all the time. But listen, God has always been the reigning God of the universe. God has been, is right now, and always will be the reigning Lord of the universe. There is no election in heaven today. Never has been. Never will be. I don't know where you were this morning when you woke up, but God was in the same place. He's always been and always will be. God was on the throne. So while I'm here, while you're here, and you don't know how it's going to work out, and you don't know if you're going to make it, I want you to know that while you are here, God is reigning. Say, Mark, that sounds great. I believe that. But you know what? What's that got to do with me right now? Because I'm in a mess. I believe that God's reigning. But Mark, what's that mean for my world Right now. Look at what David says, the end of verse 1. He says this about your world and my world. He says that the world is established. He says that because God is reigning, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Now listen, our world can feel like it's moving sometimes, can't it? Man, there are times when it feels like the boat's going to sink. There are times when it feels like we're not going to make it. We're going to drown in life. But here's what happens. David looks around, and when he looks around at what he perceives, he says, listen, I'm in a mess. But then David looks up. See, some of you, you need to learn how to look up. Because all you do is look around. Oh, man, the bills are coming in. Oh, man, I got this diagnosis. And you walk in here and you sing songs and you lift your hands, but you are freaking out and God is a million miles from your soul. Some of us spend too much time looking around when David wants to teach us this morning. We need to look up. Because when I look up, what I see is, you know what? My boat may be shaking this morning. The waves may be coming in. But my world is established. See, in week one of this series, we said that our hope is rooted in God. Our hope is rooted in God's character. So I want to give you a word this morning. God is sovereign. That that word sovereign, what it means, it means that God is in absolute control. God is in absolute control of everything. There isn't a blade of grass, a speck of dust in the universe that right now is outside of God's control. And see, when I talk that way, when the Bible talks that way, all kinds of questions come up in people's minds, and they, and they ask questions. Well, well, Mark, how does my free will fit in? Well, well, Mark, what about choice? And Mark, what about responsibility? And listen, there's answers for all of those questions. But before we begin to ask those questions, and before we begin to protest how much God might be in control, can we just pause for a second and thank God that while I'm here, God is reigning. And we can thank God that we can trust him because he is in control. Can we do that? Thank God. We praise God for that, that while I'm here, God is reigning. But also, second thing we need to see is that while I'm here, God is mighty. While I'm here, God is mighty. Look at verse 3 again. We read it. I want to read it again. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods lift up their voice. Floods lift up their roaring. Some of you 
Some of you, you're there right now. The diagnosis is roaring, and you, you feel like you're drowning. But watch this next verse, verse 4. Mightier than the thunder of many waters, mightier than the waves of the sea, the Lord on high is what? The Lord on high is mighty. Hey, when something breaks around your house or in your car, what do you do? You look for somebody that can fix it, right? It's simple. You, when something breaks at your house or in your car, you look for somebody that can handle the situation, don't you? You might even ask some people if they know somebody that can fix your situation. You might walk up to somebody, hey, man, my transmission's shot. Do you know a guy? Hey, hey, I need a new roof on my house. you know anybody that can fix that? You, you look for somebody that can handle your situation. Hey, what do you do when something breaks in your life? What do you do when something busts in your life? What do you do when something in your life begins to leak? Listen, I want to say to you that in those moments, God can handle it. God is mighty. We used the word sovereign a minute ago. Let me give you another one. God is omnipotent. It means that God is all-powerful. God has all strength. So you can hang on. You don't have to hit the eject button and walk away from God in the middle of your pain. Instead, you can lean in and your faith can actually grow in the middle of your trial because, yeah, you might got a lot of unanswered questions and life is hard and confusing, but in the middle of it, God is mighty. So you can lean in instead of running away. While I'm here, God is mighty. Last thing, number three. While I'm here, while I'm here, God is trustworthy. While I'm here, God is trustworthy. I love the last verse of Psalm 93. It just simply says this, your decrees, that means what God's planned for you. Did you know that God's got plans for your life? Did you know that? God's got plans for you. He's got plans for your family. He's got plans for your future. Your plans are very what? Trustworthy. Two people are excited about this. Let's do it again. Your plans are what? Trustworthy. Hey, God has a proven track record of faithfulness. Amen? No? I'm going to the house. Forget it. Forget it. See y'all later. I'm going back to North Carolina where I was last week. God's got a proven track record of faithfulness. Did you know that? Some of you don't. Listen. This room is filled with stories of people who would not be where they were if it not for God being faithful, right? Now you're waking up, probably because you feel like dirt that you didn't name in when you should have. Listen, when I said ultimate warrior, that was your chance. This room is filled with stories like that. And listen, I just want to say to you, you trusted Jesus to save you from death, hell, and the grave. Can't you trust him with your kids? You trusted Jesus to save your soul for all of eternity. Can't you trust him with that situation at work? I mean, God was faithful when you asked him to come into your life and save you in the first place. Can't you ask him to help with that relationship that's being broken, with those questions that you don't have answered? You've trusted God with your soul for eternity. Don't you think that he can handle the situation you're in now? God has a proven track record of faithfulness. He has always been faithful to his people, and he always will be faithful to his people. But perception doesn't tell you that, does it? Perception is telling somebody in the room, you're the exception to this sermon. 
That dude don't know what you're going through. Don't listen to him. He is wrong. You are too stuck. That's what somebody in the room's thinking. You are too stuck. You are too broke. You are too messed up. You have went too far. You made one bad decision after one bad decision. Not even God Almighty can get you out of this mess. Perception will tell you it is over. But when you look up, revelation is greater than perception. Revelation, what God says when I look around, when I look around my situation and other people might be telling me that it's over. But listen to me, church, when I look up, what I see is that God is faithful. When I look look up, I see that God is mighty. When I look up, I see that God is has a proven track record of faithfulness and He's strong and that God is reigning over all things. Perception doesn't tell you that. That's why you have got to look up instead of looking around. Amen you got to do that. Let me, bring, let me bring it to a close. Let me bring it to a close. You know, sometimes people, uh, people ask me a lot, Mark, do you do counseling? And they don't ask me, Mark, are you good at counseling? They just say, do you do it? And I say, yeah, I do it. That's where you messed up. You need to say, are you good at it? It's another conversation. Because, listen, when you come to me with counseling, like, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm just making stuff up. I'm just trying to leave you in a less messed up situation than you came to me with, right? Like, I don't want anybody going to me for counseling, and then they leave, and they say, listen, I was in a bad place, then I talked to the dude at Summit. It was awful, right? But I do have one question that I ask almost every single person, almost every single couple, no matter what the situation is. I have one question that I usually ask every person. And I don't know, even know where I got it. But I've seen God use it. I've seen God use this question literally to save marriages. And I usually ask people this. I usually say this. Imagine you six months from now or a year from now. Or imagine you five years from now. What will you wish that you had done? Hey, before you go sign those papers, man, what will you wish you would have done six months later? Hey, hey, listen, 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 listen. Before you go there with your friends, I know everybody's making fun of you for not going, but before you go, can you just imagine future you a year from now? What will you wish you had done a year from now? I, I know it feels right, and I know that you're two consenting adults, but listen, what will, what will you wish you would have done three years from now? What will you wish you would have done before you hang up? Because that's where some of you are today. What will you wish you, have done, you would have done before you walked away from God? Because that's what some of you are secretly thinking about doing today. What will you wish you would have done before you take the situation out of God's hands and you try to make it right on your own, which never goes well? What will you wish you would have done? Well, Mark, I wish that I wouldn't have walked away from God. Mark, I, I wish that I wouldn't have quit church. Mark, I wish that I would have humbled myself and admitted that I needed help. Mark, I wish that I would have fought for my marriage instead of fighting in my marriage. Mark, I wish I would have confessed to somebody that, I, that the alcohol was controlling me. I wasn't controlling it. I wish I would have stopped looking at porn. I wish I would have stopped letting all those bad people have influence over my life, and I wish I would have stood up for my faith. I wish I would have joined a life group so that I could get people in my life who were praying for me and encouraging me. Listen, before you hang up today, 
Because listen, over the last three weeks in this series, I've talked to a lot of people. There are people in this church right now, right now, in this room, and you are thinking about hanging up. But before you hang up and before you walk away, what will you wish you would have done? When you stand in front of Jesus Christ and you look him in the eye, and in that moment it is clear how faithful you to reverse that decision. It is not too late for you to get plugged in. It is not too late for you to late. It's not too late. So I've asked the band to come and lead us and singing a song that's really jailed here at our church. They're going to come and they're going to sing a little bit of Come As You Are. And I've been praying for this moment for two weeks. I've been praying for this moment that God would humble a lot of people in this room because here's what we're going to do right now. I'm gonna come down off stage. And I've been praying for this moment for two weeks that God would humble a lot of us because here's the deal, I wanna pray with you today. And I've asked some leaders in our church to come up front. In fact, if I asked you to come up front, would you just get up out of your seat and come here right now? Just come on, right now, don't wait. Just to come on. Come up here and stand right here behind me. I love this church. You know what part of my job I hate? I hate it, man. You know what? You know what's the worst part of this gig? The worst part of this job is when you see people who are going so hard and then life comes and they just hang up. Crap, I'm crying. Ah. It's not, listen, I'm a bad crier. When I cry, it's over. Just go home. But listen, listen. I believe this to I believe this message. I believe this moment might be just for one person. It might be for a lot of people. That'd be awesome. But I think it might be for one person. Because I just want to tell you today, don't quit. Just think it's awesome how God put Chris's sermon in that we didn't have that planned last week. We didn't plan this. Don't quit. This might be your final lap around Jericho. Remember that? God might be about to show up. Don't walk away. Don't hang up now. So here's what we're going to do. They're gonna, I'm going to pray. The band's going to sing. And I'm praying that some of you would just humble yourselves and say, man, I need help. I need prayed for. You can walk up here, and I'm going to walk up to you, and I'm going to ask you one question. What brings you up here today? And you can tell me, hey, man, you can, you can say whatever you want. You can say, I just need prayed for. I just need help this morning. Or you can tell me your whole story. And then one of these people right here, somebody, we're going to pray for you this morning. And we're going to take as long as this needs to take because this is church and that's what we're supposed to do. But I just believe God is telling me there's somebody that's about to hang up and God wants to tell you today, don't do it. It's not too late. Would you stand with me? Let's all stand. I'm going to pray, and as soon as I say amen, the band's just going to start playing and singing. As soon as they're done, you guys come. I don't care where you're at, front, back, doesn't matter. Just come, all right? Just come, and let's pray together as a church this morning. Jesus, I thank you that right now, we don't have to have it all together. We don't have to be perfect or anything for this moment. 
We just have to be willing for you to, to work in our lives. God, if there's somebody here that needs to be saved, I pray they'd come up front today. If there's somebody here that needs encouragement, I pray they'd come up front. If there's somebody here that just needs help, just needs prayed for, I pray they'd come. I pray they'd come today. God, we don't have to act like we have it all together. We're broken people, healed by a Savior who loves us. So God, give us a moment of transparency right here today in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. You come right now. You just come. Come on, I want to meet you today. Come up here. Come on. If you need prayed for, you need encouragement, if you want to give your life to Christ today, you come up front. If you need help today, you just come. Come on, right now. Come on, right now. Don't wait. Don't look around what other people are doing. If I'm talking to you, you just come. Don't grab the seat. Hang on. Try not to move. You just come. Come right now. Come out of sadness from wherever you've been. Come broken heart and rescue begin. Sinner, come near. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. So lay down your burden, lay down your
bow our heads and close our eyes really quick. Let's just stop praying. Man, a lot of people, you guys just keep playing like that right there. That's great. People have come up here and they have shared their hearts this morning. A lot of unbelievably heavy things, unbelievable burdens. And maybe you're here today and that's still that's you and you didn't move. Listen, I want you to know, I want you to know that you are loved by God. And you can hang on. Because I've been praying and I believe that God's going to give you the strength to do it. Listen, if you need to talk to somebody, reach out to somebody this week. Reach out to somebody today. Please, please, please don't do it alone. Don't walk away. Don't hang up. Don't throw in the towel. Hang on. Jesus, I thank you for right now in this room, God, I pray if there's anybody that needs Christ, that today they'd make that decision. And Jesus, you would heal our lives. Just stay in that spirit of prayer with every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't want to go through a service and not ask, not give the opportunity for anybody that needs to be saved to make that decision today. If you need Christ in your life, if you want to be saved today, if you're here and you say, Mark, I'm not a Christian, but today I want to give my life to Jesus Christ for the very first time. Would you raise your hand right now just to indicate today you want to make that decision? Raise your hand high in the air just so that I can see that, celebrate that with you. Put your hand high in the air. If you say, Mark, today I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Here's what I believe. I believe there are people in the room right now. And God is speaking to you. God is healing hearts. God is on the move. I want you to hang on. God, I pray it's no accident that the people who came to this service today came. I pray that, that they would hang on. God, I pray, that, I pray that they would hang on. I pray, Jesus, for strength for power, for faith to look up instead of looking around. Jesus, we love you so much. It's in your strong name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, let's thank God for all these people that have come up front. You guys can make your way back to your seats. Thank you guys for coming up here today. Um, I'm going to interrupt him. Um, This month, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. And so I like to, and we like to do something to show Mark how much that we appreciate him. So um, he needs to come over here. <laughs> he, d- he doesn't follow directions well, but this is yours. And then, and then we got this for you. And so um, we just want to tell you how much that we appreciate you. And we appreciate all that, that you do for us. And we appreciate Alina and, and all of your family. And um, we're so glad that you came back here. And that you listen to God and that, um, and that you started this church because of moments like this, and I'm not going to cry, but because um, you, have, you have listened to God's call and you um, changed my life and you've changed a lot of other people's too. And because I don't want to cry because I'm already emotional, your dad's going to play video. <laughs>
record. I just want to go on record. They're getting this fixed. This is the third year in a row that they've tried. Oh, well, that's their Star Wars. This is the third year in a row they've tried to do a video of pastor appreciation, and, it ha- and it's always done something like this, which is God saying, don't do an embarrassing video. There it is right there. Hey, look at that. Holmes, this is Wyatt Brown. I'm sure you know me by name by now. I love you, brother. I just wanted to let you know how much I appreciate the fact you're an awesome communicator. You're one of the best communicators. You can say more in 20 minutes than most people can say in an hour and a half. I appreciate excellence. That's one of the things that uh, was appealing to me about Summit is uh, the professionalism, the structure, the way that we do everything right. And you're the reason for that, Mark. You are our pastor. You're our leader. You're our inspiration. You've helped us to become the church that we are. We love you so much. I just, uh, I can't say enough how much I appreciate you, Mark. Uh, be blessed, my friend. Hey, Mark. This is uh, Stormy and Philip, And uh, we want you to know that we love you and that God has given you a mission and, and a, a desire, burn a desire in your heart to see people saved. And we so much appreciate that. And we appreciate what you've done for our children for our family and we just want to give you a shout out and say hey we love you and we appreciate you from the depths of our heart god bless you mark what's up man uh just so appreciative of everything that you've done here. It's been we've been doing this for over four years now. Every step of it's been wonderful. The ups and downs uh, you brought us through all of it. I just thank you so much for everything that you do for this church for bringing this uh, this vision uh, to what it is today. Looking forward to what it, the future brings for us and the expansion and the growth and the lives that we can reach through all this. Yeah, I just uh, appreciate you, man. You're awesome. Love you. I do appreciate you, Mark Holmes. I do. I appreciate the way you've answered God's call. I appreciate uh, how you are using that call to further this church and God's kingdom. But I love you, and I appreciate your friendship, and God bless you, brother. I just want to let you know how much we appreciate you, how much we love you, everything that you do here, um, everything that you do for this church, everything that you do for me. Um, It's really a big deal. And P.S. Sarah Burton said that she loved you and appreciated you too, but she has a camera phobia. Hey, Mark. We just wanted to let you know how much we appreciate everything that you've done, all the time that you put in, the late hours, uh, the early mornings, all the phone calls, all the prayers that, that you pray for all of us. Um, and we just want you to know that we're praying for you too, and we love you, and we appreciate you. Man, we've been beside each other through a lot of good and way too much bad. I can't begin to tell you how much of a blessing you and your family's been to me through all of it. I'm more than happy to call you a brother and my pastor, but more importantly, I'm proud to call you my friend. 
And hey, what more could a friend do for you than make a Star Wars video, right? I love you, man. Let's keep trying to change the world. Well, hey, that was awesome, man. And it was a Star Wars video, so God was totally in that. And so that was awesome. Uh, but you know what? It's, it's a blessing, man, just to Elena and our family. Thank you guys so much for, for just being in it. You know, I mean, we've made so many new friends, best friends these past four years. And, uh, and just to even be a part of what we were doing this morning, um, it's just awesome. It's just awesome to be a part of this. And uh, man, I, I never take it for granted. I'm just thankful that we're here, thankful that we get to do this every Sunday. And uh, just believe the best is yet to come. Believe that God's not done. We haven't seen what God wants to do yet and uh, haven't even started. And so we're just excited about the future. But man, I'm just so thankful uh, for this church. I'm so thankful for you. Uh, this is awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. So um, is there anything else or nothing else, is there? I'm having a partnership event. So hey, if you wanna be a partner, uh, got lunch for you over there in the multipurpose room. But guys, listen, next Sunday, man, uh, come back, bring people to Fall Festival. We're doing all kinds of crazy stuff next Sunday morning. You are dismissed, and we'd love for first and second time guests. Is that still Star Wars music? Is it? We should do this every Sunday to leave with Star Wars. So, uh, so may the force be with you, and we'll see you next Sunday. <laughs>